Welcome to Pub Table Racers, show number Jimmy Johnson. Oh no, Alex Bowman. 48. Show number 48. Uh, this is Pub Table Racers. My name is Tim Packer. And sitting next to me is Warren Brosell. And tonight we have a good show for you. We have Kevin LePage coming on, the pride of Shelburne, Vermont. He'll talk about his cup career, his uh, Xfinity career, his wins, and what he's up to now. And I was way off on what he's up to now. <laughs> and uh, he's going to clue us in on that. And uh, he's got some great stories to tell about his days. And uh, Warren, before we get started, the all-important reasons why are we call Pub Table Racers? Because we uh, talk about racing, we yep. have a bucket of beer. At a pub table. At a pub table. And Miller we use High Life. Miller High Life because uh, Bob Johnson is our Oops, superhero. Superhero. And, and friend. We, and friend. Yep. And uh, we both uh, worked for him at one point in time. Some of us still do in some capacity here and there. So here we go. Here we go. Here's the show. Thanks. Cheers, uh, Bobby. Uh, one thing we will not talk about tonight is football. There's football. <laughs> Anyhow, our teams are out of it, so we're done talking about football. Um, okay, before we get started, before we get to the news, let's get the sponsorships because we can't do it without them. Right. First of all, the Garage Shop up in Denver, North Carolina, uh, thegarageshop200.com. Go check them out. They're building a new Bonneville Salt Flat car right now. Yeah. Um, the fabricating guys up there, Tim Clements, Aaron Brown, those guys, great work they're doing there. They just redid one of they're redoing one of Daryl Waltrip's cars. Yeah. Um, they're doing modifies. Go check them out they on Facebook. They finished that Superbird. On the Superbird, some great pictures. Yeah. Of the, they had, they, uh, he's got some great pictures on his website. That, that thing's just amazing. Go check them out. Um, get their merchandise, whatever. Um, also, we want to thank our friends at RacingJunk.com. If you go on RacingJunk.com right now, Warren and I have a banner ad up there. Yeah, click just, on it, please. Yeah, click on it. Check it out. We Clicks and chicks. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, kidding about that part. Um, well, Beth from my hometown of Clarence. Um, so go check them out. Buy, sell, trade, anything and everything from apparel to parts to cars to buildings. Right. Um, properties on there. Um, they do great business. And um, racingjunk.com. They got it going on there. And also our main number one man, Brad Dome, Lake Norman Patio and Game Rooms on Brawley School Road in Mooresville. Uh, we have been there a couple times. Great outdoor furniture, great quality, yep. high Adirondack chairs, uh, regular low ones. Uh, the game room, the game, game room, that's your favorite Pool part. tables yep. and air hockey and shuffle, foosball. Really nice, uh, the shuffle, shuffle board. Yeah, yep. it's good. And um, the uh, the tabletop hockey, those are, yep. yeah, we talked about that. You know, yeah, what thing we forget is... Um, All this memorabilia. Memorabilia, a guitar, signed guitar collection. Right. And everything in there is a for Star sale. Trek shirt. Oh, yeah, he's got a signed Captain by... Captain Kirk wore. Captain Kirk, and as you yeah. really mentioned... And William Shatner. William Shatner. He's got yeah. uh, CPAP now, you know. <laughs> and, and for Boston That's Legal. That's a commercial. I, I keep seeing that commercial. Like, <laughs> who cares? <laughs> he does. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, speaking of commercials, um, we, uh, we are still looking for advertisers. We're going to jump on. Right. Um, we are very affordable and reasonable. Trust me. Call me. I'll let you know. Um, we also check out our website. We have our apparel, t-shirts, tumblers, hats. hats, new hats are in. The black ones are in. Uh, check them out. And also, uh, YouTube. Go to our YouTube channel. Please, just click on, hit subscribe, watch a few minutes, have it on in the background. You know, right. check Put out some former shows. Shower. Yeah, just former shows. We're trying to build that up. Also, you can catch this uh, when it reposts if you don't want to see it. You're driving along. You have podcast networks. We have what is it? Spotify, Apple, iTunes, right? Or yeah, Apple Pods, whatever. It's Apple, called. yep. And then uh, Google and Radio Public. So we think we're big time stars here in yeah. the uh, beautiful honeysuckle loop, honeysuckle creek loop studios. Thank you. I'm gonna have one more sip of this. 
How was your day today? It was okay. Those things at Team Petsky. They're really good. We got a new sponsor. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Who is it? Scratch share it. It would be uh, Verizon 5G for Austin Cindric. Very good. For the Daytona 500. Not bad. So the phone company's the, coming they're back. They're coming in. back into getting back in the game. Yeah, well, they should. I mean, you, you know, know, everybody uh, do that. Nextel run them off. <laughs> Nextel sprint. sprint and then, yeah, they run them all off. Now here's Verizon for one race 500, and Austin has those races way in. He does. So 45 entries. I counted for the, for the so far. For the Daytona 500, they take 40, they take two on time, two from the duels, and the rest go home. So five guys will be going home. <clears throat> Going to be interesting. Um, should everybody know? What what I like about it, at least there's enough yes. participation yes. there. And there's, that, you know, you hate to see anybody go home. No, true. But we're not just barely filling the field. Right. There's no... A couple of years, all it was, who's going to start where? Right. Now, it's, you know, those those interviews after the 500. A couple of them, they were going and getting, it, they were getting some old, old guys <laughs> to say, hey, you know. We're going to talk about that. Will you, uh, <laughs> will you drive this car yeah, so please, we can yeah. fill this field? <laughs> right. I, I'm, I'm not talking about our guest. There was no. another one that's that's in my head. He was a, he was a former champion, and that's why it right. sticks well, in my well, head. Right. Well, there was some, some announcements from last week yeah. that we're going to touch upon. Um, all right, so let's let's talk about the news. So some things to go over real quick. Then we'll bring Kevin LePage up and your questions and comments. And yes, Beth, you need to buy um, some of our pub table jacuzzis to keep your beer cold, even though you're in Buffalo. All right, the news. What do we have? Um, prior show guest Ryan Vargas. He came on. He announced today with uh, JD Motorsports with Gary Keller. Full time. Full time. He's going full time. The number six. He will compete for Rookie of the Year contender. Yeah. Good for him. Good, good for him. He's a good kid. <clears throat> good kid. And he's one of those guys you just want to root for because his enthusiasm and passion comes from nothing. And he comes from nothing. He knows it. And he'll work three times as hard as everyone else. So that's good. Rookie of the Year contender. Uh, another prior show guest, Corey LaJoy. Yeah. At Aspire Motorsports. He signed a, they announced a primary for the Daytona 500, I think, Phoenix. And the, the name of the company is called Youth Theory. They do health supplements. And work with me here, folks. On the car, it's going to say across, past the numbers and the quarter panels up there, it's going to say Ashwagandha. Ashwagandha is the uh, product for relief, clarity, and um, mental focus. Over here. Maybe right, I'm going to get some of that stuff. Right. <laughs> Ashwagandha, that sounds like a lake in Wisconsin. It <laughs> sounds like a territory up in New York State. And, yeah, yeah right, in, in, up in, in Vermont. We got yeah. all that in, in Native Americans. Well, yeah. You're partial. Yeah, you're, yeah. yeah, you have some Indian blood Native in Native American. Native American. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, folks. All right, so right. Speaking, sorry. speaking of former Daytona 500 champions coming back in to race this year, uh, Jamie McMurray was announced. Yeah. Uh, with Spire Motorsports, uh, he's going to jump in there. Um, Derek Cole, and well, then they announced Derek Cole. Yeah, that. 1991. Yeah, but I mean that's that's two guys you know we're touching upon there. Um, Spire Motorsports. Okay. Oh, Noah Gregson. We touched upon him. Yeah. He's in the beard one. So um, those are some guys there. Some news that came out there, and now we have the Rolex 24 this weekend. People ask me how long is that race. How many laps is it? It's Overnight. 24 hours. It can be how many laps they wanted to be. 24 hours. Um, from the NASCAR ranks, you have um, Chase Elliott. This is his first Chase, one. Chase, Jimmy. Jimmy Johnson, I think it's his uh, 
Austin Dillon. It's his eighth one, Austin Dillon's first, and AJ Allmendinger's uh, 15th one. Yeah, mine. So he's a primer one. Well, that's right up his alley. So that's it. That's the news that we feel like covering tonight. And if we miss something, oh well. Should we ready for our guest? If you miss something, let us know. We want to get Kevin over here. Yeah, let's get Kevin. Kevin. You don't hear us, Bill. Yeah. So uh, let's bring on Kevin LePage. He is the pride of Shelburne, Vermont. Uh, he has 140 starts in the Bush North Series. He has uh, Veteran of the NASCAR Cup Series, 201 starts, and 310 starts in Xfinity, and a two-time winner in that series, Kevin LePage. Welcome to the show. Appreciate well, it. Great to have you guys. That's good. Thank good. you for coming. So good. Um, so first of all, you come from Shelburne, Vermont. Not really a hot spot of racing as we know it. What got you started? What inspired you to get into racing? Where did you develop your uh, interest in the sport? Well, uh, man, we could be here for several days, I guess, <laughs> talking about it. But uh, long story short, my dad used to drag race years ago. Okay. And, um, you know, I was just a car nut. And uh, as uh, our family grew, he had to give up the drag racing and raise the family. So uh, he started a gas station, hoteling business and that stuff. And so... Um, the racetrack called him up and said, hey, could uh, you come up on a Saturday night and, uh, you know, tow some cars off the racetrack and stuff. So he started doing that. And, um, what track know, was that? At Cal uh, Milton, Vermont. So I started to, uh, you know, go in and um, sit in the infield. And the next thing you know, I get caught because I was underage. So they threw me out and I had to go up in the grandstands. And, uh, and I up of the grandstands to watch the racetrack, sure. watch the drivers, you know, the... John Paul Cabanas, the Bobby Dragons, the Beaver Dragons, the wow, Dave Dion's, yeah, you know, to watch their lines and stuff. And, and um, next thing you know, my dad decided to buy a car for my brother. And so uh, he raced for five years and um, you know, he had some success. And then uh, he got married in uh, uh, spring of 1980. And, and uh, so my dad says, well, you know what, we're going to let you run a few laps, you know, a few races, 35 lap races and let Ricky run the big, you know, 100 laps. Now, real quick, did you want to do this all along? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, 1980, yeah. I'm, I'm going to kind of guess here. We talked about our ages a little bit. You were 17 years old. I was going to say 16 or 17. 17. Okay. So, um, we season had started like three races, and next thing you know, uh, it was the 35 lap we're at Catamount. So, first time on the racetrack. What kind of car, real quick? Ford. Um, it was Street stock? No, it was a um, late model. Uh, it was a 112-inch wheelbase V8 motor, steel body car. It was a NASCAR sanctioned track. Right. right. So, like some uh, kind of Fairlane or something? Or uh, it was a... Um, it was probably like... Ford Future. Okay. There you go. So, or Fairmont. You know, a Fairmont. A Fairmont. Yeah, Future okay. is a Mercury product. Yeah. Fairmont was a Ford product. Right. And... Um, real square. Yeah. 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 So, uh, the first, uh, first race was my heat race. I won the heat race. Went to the feature, finished 10th in the feature. Right. Sunday morning, my brother was fired, and the rest is history. <laughs> wait, wait. You Cheers. Got, <laughs> you got your own brother fired? Well, you got married, and that's it. How'd that go over? Uh, not too legs, good, because... Uh, makes your legs weak, all of that. My, my brother lived literally probably the length of your driveway from uh, the race shop, and yeah. he had to drive by it every night on the way home from work. And there we are working on the race car, and, wow. and he's not driving. And you know, it, it, uh, it you know they they say that you're not an athlete or you are an athlete. You, to me, I've been in the business for so long. Um, you have to be an athlete to be a race car driver. Mm -hmm. I mean, just like you have to be an athlete to be a baseball player. Right. Or, you know, it's in your genetics. And he didn't have all his the, all the genetics that right. it needed to be. And for me, I mean, uh, 
just that first day in the racetrack in practice. It was the third mile asphalt. Right. And so I'm out there practicing, and my dad's sitting in the in the uh, pit stand, and he's watching me. And there was a full uh, a fellow racer, a Ford racer that ran the lower division, and he's standing behind my dad, and he taps my dad on the shoulder, and he goes, "That's your race car driver." <laughs> and my dad said, "Yeah, we're going to give him a shot." He goes, "No, I've been timing him. He's been out there for 20 laps. He hasn't buried a tenth. First time ever on a racetrack." Now, and do you think that's because you you visualize, you watch so much, or do you just do you just I, I learned a lot by just okay. sitting there watching, yeah. but I also had the whereabouts of when to lift, what, and mm-hmm. when, how quick to get back to the throttle, how smooth, all that right. stuff. And um, you know, it uh, it made for some difficult times in the family. Um, but you know, he when I moved down here in uh, 1994, he was my biggest fan. So okay. you know, so you're up there racing, then you did uh, Bush North, okay, and you started Bush racing. North, and then Bush North went away, right. uh, and uh, when NASCAR went away. Uh, then Tom Curley had a decision to to uh, split mm-hmm. from NASCAR, and so it was the same thing the Indy cars did several years ago. Yeah, Indy cars, yeah. they split. So half our half of our teams went to NASCAR North, and the other half stayed with Tom Curley and formed ACT. ACT, that's right. The ASA series, the type cars, the plastic cars, and. Uh, um, when I left my uh, left Vermont in 1990, uh, winter of '93 to come down here, uh, ACT was still going. So you started racing in 1980. Yep. Okay. So for 13 years, you honed your work. You raced up there. Yep. One All team. asphalt. All asphalt. Any track championships up there? Or? No track championships. Third no. was my best. Okay. Um, won a lot of races. Um, Probably one of the uh, coolest races that ever went up there was the Vermont Milk Bowl. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Milk Bowl. And, Legendary. Uh, I won that three times. And, and when I moved down here, I was only one of two drivers that won it more than once. Right. Uh, Robbie Crouch won it four times. I was a three-time winner. And uh, since then, uh, several guys, I think yeah. there's like four or five other guys that's won it three times. But uh, I also, my last year I ran it in 93, I also ran um, a lower division that same day, which was called the Milk Cup, and I won that one too. So I'm the only driver ever <laughs> in Milk Bowl history to win the Milk Bowl and the Milk Cup on the same day, two different cars. <laughs> You're just greedy, man. I was, I was, you know. So oh, yeah. someone, someone only take out draw the Milk Cup. But you know, it was, it was one of those races yeah. that is like our Daytona 500. Yeah, sure, you could no, win. I mean, when you go up there, if you go to Thunder Road and and you go out behind the grandstand they have these big grant um, statues of and, and engravings of all the winners mm-hmm. and to look at how many guys have won that race mm-hmm. and more than once and then yeah. more than twice you know the numbers are very small and that race has been around I think almost 60 years now yeah so so uh, maybe guys that we might know that you were beating up there that that are also made to NASCAR anybody well, you know, it's funny that you brought that up. Um, I was playing golf at Thompson Speedway and uh, with Tom Curley one day in LaJoy. And uh, we're out there, and I said, hey, Tom, I said, look, this is honestly, he said, who do you think in our series today can make it in NASCAR down south? And without beating an eye last, he goes, LaPorte, LePage, LaJoy, Craven, McDonald. So Randy, uh, Randy McDonald came down. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was started off. He got hurt in yeah. his career. LaJoy, multi-time champion, yeah. uh, multi-race winner. Craven, you right. know, Cup winner right. and you know, champion in the Bush Series. Right. 
Uh, myself, who you know, never won a championship down here, but won two races. Sure. Um, so and we're on, you were competitive a lot. So. Yeah, yeah, you know, if, if, if I had to go back today and replace some of the races, um, I, I, did, I, I became a better driver as my career was going away. You know, and I didn't, and I didn't have the equipment um, that yeah, teams are. thought I had, uh, oh. and I made some driver mistakes. Sure. You know, uh, but you know what? To be from Shelburne, Vermont, yeah. to, to, to be down here for as long as I have, had been, um, I've got nothing to take away from it. So what got your break from Vermont to here? What what, what put you, like, when someone said, hey, we want to come, come drive for it? Well, Tom, uh, real quick, so real quick, Tom Curley, people know, he was the promoter of the ACT. ACT, the series, and the track. For, just to stand for Thunder Road, Thunder Road, Catamount. Legendary. So his thing as a promoter was, if you're going to fight, fight on the front stretch. If you don't, you're out of here. <laughs> and the ACT was like ASA? American it was Canadian. American Canadian Tour. So we were okay. in, in Canada and uh, in the United States. We have someone from Canada and Montreal Canadian. Well, the one thing about Tom Curley, and, and uh, just real quick, uh, Tom Curley and Jean-Paul Cabana were my best men. Oh. And uh, the reason I picked those guys to be uh, my best man was when I was in Canada racing, uh, we used to race at Cuyuga Speedway, and uh, yeah, uh, the owner up there was corn party, you know, uh, yeah. corn and, and beer party. Corn rolls. Corn rolls. Well, I was sitting there with one driver one night, the night before the race, and I mean, we're just pounding beers. You know, I, I'm 22 years old, 23 years old, and John Paul Cabana comes over and he grabs you by the arm and says, come on, let's go. And this is like 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock in the afternoon. And I'm like, I'm good, I'm good. And he grabbed me, and he actually <laughs> probably left the fingerprints in my arm. And he said, come on, you're coming with me. So I got in his van, and he took us back to the hotel. And he looked at me, and he says, you'll never, ever become a race car driver or make it down south with attitudes like that. But you're good. And uh, he says, you want to drink, you can drink you know, at home, whatever. Mm -hmm. But when you come to the race, regardless of what day it is, you do not drink, you focus on racing. That yep. was, that's what you need to do. Tom Crowley on the other side of the corner. If you're a driver. Yeah, well, if you're a driver. I mean, I might have been at that same corner. I'm 19, I'm at Cayuga for an ESA race. And you're not leaving at 5 o'clock. With the American Ford with Mark Martin. Yeah. Uh, so I don't even know how the hell I got home. Tom, Tom Crowley, um, he was a guy that he he would tell you if it was black, it was black. If it was white, it was white. There was no sugar coating here. And, uh, and he groomed me throughout the process of right. coming south. And so in 93, um, toward the end of the season of 93, Tom Curley and Ken Squire came to me and said, look, Kevin, now is your time to move. You need to go south. You've done everything you can up here. Time to move. Yeah, it was, and, it was blowing up. Too. Yeah. So I, uh, they, they got me some passes for Rockingham Speedway. Um, my wife and I came down. We met with some team owners. Uh, and even back in 93, people would say, you know, what can you bring us? And so I met with one uh, one team, and they were out of Pennsylvania. It was a new team, and uh, we set up a meeting the following week. We came back to Pennsylvania, and it was between myself and Mike Stefani. Okay, mm -hmm. it was the number one car uh, out of uh, Pennsylvania, and they picked Mike over me because Mike had won modified champions and championships, and they said, "Well, you know, he's got a little bit more name." I said, "That's fine, you know, no worries." So we came back, and and. Uh, from that ride, and uh, I said to my wife, I said, you know, I said, how hard can it be to own a team down there? You know, we did it up home for all these years. Let's let's try to find some sponsor. Well, lo and behold, in Ver in Shelburne, Vermont, 
uh, Vermont Teddy Bear Company's factories there. Yep. And the guy who started Vermont Teddy Bear was a good customer of my dad's gas station. Perfect. So we put a marketing proposal together. They were just coming off, and uh, you know we met with them, and they're like, "Man, this is a great idea." So they sponsored us for two years. Wow! And in the first year that's when we came down story. here, I love that. That's yeah. that's good when stuff. we came down here, um, halfway through that year, I don't even know if it made it through halfway mm -hmm. uh, that year. Uh, Mike's team uh, out of Pennsylvania shut down. They ran out of money. And Mike ended up going back home. And did you send him a ticket? Nah, I did not. I did not. <laughs> uh, but we ended up, you know, uh, being successful for yeah. two years until Vermont Teddy Bear. Uh, uh, they had a little trouble, and uh, so we had to shut our team down uh, in uh, 1998. So, okay, and then from there, uh, 1998. It was actually kind of funny. Uh, I don't know if it was funny or not, but um, I'm down. And I'm, I told my guys in '98 that I would run, or excuse me, 96, uh, I ran 94, 95 for Mont Teddy Bear. 96, I would run the first seven races unsponsored. Just to, just to see if we could land something. Right. And that, then we had a two week break. Yeah. Well, believe it or not, in 1996, in those first seven races, we sent home an average of 22 Bush cars a race. Wow, that's right. That's so right. many people were showing up. Yeah. 22 cars a home for a 43 car field. Yeah. And so yeah. we made all seven of them but we couldn't track a sponsor. So I'm down in uh, Atlanta and I, I blew blew a motor up. And uh, so I'm in the trailer and all of a sudden I see, as I'm changing, we had an open trailer back then, a box trailer. And I see this guy walking by, a race car driver with four shocks in his hands. I didn't interrupt you one real quick. Were, was that a two day qualifying then? Oh yeah. Two -day. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't remember when it ended, but I, I was thinking, that's two-day qualifying with that many cars. Right. So, so you, yeah. And and just so our fans know, because not all of them know, right. we used to have a, uh, a last chance qualifying on mm -hmm. Saturday. Yep. Was yours on Saturday also? Or the bush races were on Saturday. So the was the qualifying both on? How and did the, they do that? I don't remember. We ran we ran uh, we ran a Friday qualifying, yeah. and then uh, Saturday morning. Uh, they get to try again. They try again. Right. And, then, and then, like at Charlotte, was the only places they ran the races. Okay. So you ran Friday for qualifying, and Saturday they'd be last chance race. Right. Okay. Because they would they would take so many cars. Yeah. And then you had to turn your car around. Yeah. Get, yeah. Get and in line and go that, race. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, uh, sorry. That's okay. Uh, we got a some of our younger yeah. fans right. don't so know what what you went what through. You went through. Right. Oh, uh, these a lot of these guys would quit racing today because <laughs> <laughs> we, were, we worked so hard, you know. We had changed motors and five times. Time. So home, right? Right. And then you qualify motor, practice motor, yeah, motor, and a race motor. Yeah. I was like, y'all are and a gear, and yeah. I mean, there, it's uh, it, yeah, there, yeah. It, it was a lot. So, uh, so I'm in Atlanta, and, and okay. so this, and uh, next thing I know, this car owner standing at my door when he goes, "Would you mind taking my car out for a ride?" And I'm like. We're in the middle of the race here, and he goes, "Yeah, my driver says the car's evil. He can't drive it." And this is at Atlanta, right? So I go in here. Well, Pete Orr was the driver for David Ridley, the '88 car. Pete Orr, oh, and uh, so Pete's about six foot two, and I'm five foot nine and a half. And so uh, we get in, and they did move the steer wheel back okay, to me, okay, but yeah. you know we had to, you know, get the seatbelts fixed. Sure. So we take off, and as I'm going down Pitt Road at Atlanta, uh, David says. Be careful. Just run it for a few laps, and if you you know figure it out. That's right. right. So I take off. As I'm taking off pit road, here comes the leaders off turns four, and I get up on the racetrack, and they're coming back down the batches. And 
I'm driving away from him. And the car owner says, uh, are you, you alright? And I was like, yeah, I mean, this car is driving like a Cadillac. Yeah, you're not using the throttle. <laughs> and he goes, you're pulling away from the leaders by four tenths of the lap, you know? And I'm like, well, you know, they were down on tires a little bit, but still. And I said, what do you want me to do? He said, well, finish the race. And really? so I finished the race. And uh, so our last race was Bristol. And uh, I'm loading the car up and we're done. And all of a sudden, at the side door again, here's Ray Smith from Chevrolet and, and David Ridlin. Wow. And they said, um, you're, what's, your, what's your deal now? And I said, I don't get a sponsor. We're, we're shutting down tomorrow. Right. He goes, can you come to our office tomorrow? David wants to sit down with you. I said, really? He goes, yeah. He said, uh, Pete Orr just quit through the race and he, he's done racing. Wow. So next thing you know, I'm driving the 88 car, you know, two weeks later. It's amazing how these stories, yeah. you know, how it transpired, right? Yeah. right? Nowadays, you don't have someone in the middle of the race going, oh, hey, man, can you jump in well, the car? They, yeah. Well, they do if they got a checkbook. Right. Okay. I mean, well, you got a checkbook, you can get out of the car. <laughs> and do, you know, rules and regs and that, you know. Well, and now, you know, so, uh, and it used to be, too, where drivers could, could at a test or right. at a practice, you know, from the practice say, hey, uh, you know, so, so get in do there. you mind jumping in my car? Yeah. I don't, you know, Mark, can you drive my yeah, car? Or, or feedback, you know. Yeah. You know so I don't think I'm doing it right, or is it okay? And you know, then you know if it's you were to come. So that's when right. that's when your butt, your ass was your engineer. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah. And it's okay, here's what it did, yeah. and they made the adjustments accordingly. Now, are you trusted this, tell, when yeah. this guy said, "Yeah, yeah. there ain't nothing wrong with it," you know, so I'm telling the driver's ass was yeah. the engineer, and you know, that's the era you grew up in. So David David Riddling was the one that gave me the break. Um, you know, he saw something in me, and, and um, you know, we won uh, we won our first race at Homestead uh, the fall. And, uh, what was that like? What was that like? No, knowing you, everything. You, I mean, you've won races before. This big stage, and you had the ups and the downs, and now here you are. You know, you have a great showing on a happenstance. You, you know, you break, and then someone comes jump in my car. You get noticed, and now you're running. And now you're in victory lane. Well, the the thing down in Homestead was um, we had a fast car. I mean, we had just made an announcement that Hype Energy Drink was coming back the following year. Yeah. And, um, you know, the car was all decaled up for the race. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm leading the race after starting, I think, 12th. Come down to the first pit stop and we go out 15th. And I'm going like, really, guys? You know? <laughs> and we drive back up to the lead again. Right. And then all of a sudden we come in and pit stop again. This time's on the green. We lose three, three or four spots. And finally... I caught Bobby Labonte, and it's funny because when I have a bad emotional day, I go plug in the you know, the DVD and watch <laughs> watch that race. And, cause, because Ken Squire is calling the race, right, you know, yeah, so it's yeah, just yeah, Ken right. Squire from Vermont. I'm yeah. leading the race, right? So Ned Jarrett's there, you know, co-calling it, and I'm passing. I'm, I'm getting ready to pass Bobby Labonte. And Ned goes, Ken, he says, can you believe this? And Larry McReynolds is on there, too. He right. goes, Bobby Labonte just ran within a tenth of the pole speed that he set right. while getting passed. Yeah. So I pass him, getting into one. About five, four laps later, Ned comes over. He goes, I, I have to come back to this guy. He said, Kevin LePage just ran four tenths faster than the pole speed leading the race right. on old tires. <laughs> That's pretty good. And uh, so I beat that day. You know, I beat Bobby. I beat Mark was second. Nice. Uh, Joe Nemechek was was uh, back there and fourth. Yep. You know, so I beat three cup drivers. And so that night we're sitting at the restaurant down there. And
next thing you know, uh, this cake come over. And I looked at the waitress and I says, I didn't order cake. And they said, no, that man over there. And he's walking out the door and it was Jack Rouse. Oh. That's where I got Jack's eye. Oh, so, so by winning that race. Yeah, he bought, he, me, he bought the team a cake. The same thing or call, call me Monday or <laughs> <laughs> No, that was, that was it. That was a little wild. That was a couple years down the road. Flat sign. You know, I, I finally got, you know, I, I'm starting to get noticed. Yeah. And, um, How's that make you feel? You know, I really, I think if David Redling and myself were to go back to those days, yeah. uh, David, David, we got success too quick. Because the following year, he went and got Lance sponsorship, yep. put a second car together, got a big building, right. uh, and finances just didn't come together. Mm. You know, the hype deal went away. He only was running two cars on one sponsorship with mm. Lance. Yeah. Uh, he brought an investor in. Mm. Uh, the investor had a son. I mean, it just, there was a lot of, a lot of pieces of the puzzle right. that didn't work too good. And, you know, a lot of, be, a lot of spoons in the soup. Yeah, before you knew it, uh, I was out of ride within a couple of years. Mm. and. You know, I was out of ride for for a full time deal in the in the Bush series, but I ended up getting uh, a deal with Channel Lock deal, and I ended up getting a cup ride. So, I mean, my my career kept going where David stopped. Right. You know, and I, and I That's would. That's unfortunate. Sometimes. Yeah. You know, and sometimes you know these car owners. I mean, I've seen it even mm -hmm. today. They come in with these you know these aspirations to be successful and gain motorsports if, anybody if it gets there too fast yeah. then all of a sudden their head gets way too big yeah. right and by the time then they keep spend 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 and before you know it they're, you're, you're out of business yeah or um, if it get, or, or if it doesn't get there fast enough for them too. right yeah. you, you, you know I, yeah. you know this you, you look at the guys that, that are longtime players in in this sport and and a lot of them struggled at the beginning. Sure. It's not this. This it does, stuff doesn't happen overnight. No, you know? no. So, patience. Yeah. Um, so let's go back. Um, so you're you're in, you're about to take the checkered flag at Homestead. And you realize you got a one. Yeah. Do you remember what that was like? I mean, you said you go back and watch the tape, but I mean, so oh, you yeah. have to remember it comes back because yeah, those you know, are the moments uh, that are defining in one's life, not a career. You know, I, I my you know they always say you hear you hear these things in the cars. You know, come yeah, here, sure, you can crack. Yeah. You know, uh, the only time I got nervous was coming down the backstretch after I took the white flag. Okay. Because I was catching some cars in front of us, and I didn't want to get myself in a, in a bad position right. because this was the old homestead. Yeah, the Before flat. they changed it. Yeah, you know, the, exactly. the, the, flat. Yeah. yeah. And I, so I just got to make sure, and I had such a lead. I had almost a full straightaway on, on Bobby that I had plenty of time. But, you know, the thing is, is when you're leading and you get out of rhythm, you know, you lift way early. It just changes your whole dynamics of the car and how you're turning and stuff. Yeah. So I just try to play it. You know, almost like a ninety percent driving. Right. You know, so I did catch uh, Kyle Petty, who was the one I, I was um, catching, and uh, you know, coming down, uh, coming down straight away. I mean, my I was I had the biggest tears in my eyes. Yeah, I mean, that was probably one of the coolest feelings. It's a matter. Yeah. yeah. You Bobby, know, because Bonnie was in the forty-four shell car at the time. Bobby was, yeah. yeah well, that's a good memory. There you go. And you know, the thing is, is you know, you go back and, and you look at the. Xfinity. You got to remember the era. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I got that. Uh, the Xfinity winners. You know, mm -hmm. to me, I, it's always Bush Series, but mm -hmm. it's, oh, yeah. now it's Xfinity. Oh, you know but if you go back and look at the number of winners, guys who have won a race, oh, yeah. in, in, it's less than a hundred since really? Bush Series started. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. More with all of them. Now, because you got Kyle Bush who won like oh, eight hundred. Yeah. 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 Now you look at Kevin won two of these races. Because my second race was at Bristol, 
now all of a sudden you look at where that list is and, and you you're know, not that far down now. No, you know, like right. I said, I never won a cup race. I had so many chances. Right. But you know what? To go back and look at those two races, they'll they'll never come out of the record books. No, it's yeah. You know, so they're always going to be in a record book. Some have in the past. You know, there's some guys that, Tiny Lund, Bobby Allison have wins that somewhere right. still haven't, Right. they're still floating around up there. But yeah, but these so, these are there. You right, know? I know. Right. So yeah. that's a good thing. Yeah. Someone's going to come and go, hey man, we changed our mind <laughs> after all these years. Um, <clears throat> so we got a question. Mark Martin had one that he thought he yeah. thought he had. He pulled in. And it was it Rockingham? <laughs> was it where he did it? Uh, Bristol. 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 He pulled in. He thought he was done. Yeah. Um, what was it like when he did that guy? Oh, that that was interesting day. Um, uh, so <clears throat> I'm running. I'm running second behind Steve Grissom early in the race. Grissom. And I go down in turns three, and I get this hell of a bang behind me up the racetrack. I go. Spotter goes, that's Junior. That was the first year Junior was coming in where Junior had okay. so much car and, yeah. and the talent wasn't there yet. Right. Yeah. So. You have to meet in the middle. They hadn't yeah. met yet, right? Okay. So we go around a lap. We come back in a turn three. This time he hits me hard. Up the racetrack I go. So he goes by underneath me while I stay on the side of him. We get down into one. He lifts. I lift. I jump behind him. I jump on the gas. I hit him in the butt. <laughs> Up the racetrack he goes, and unfortunately he didn't have enough driver control or talent or whatever at that time. He, right. he slid into the wall okay. and uh, kind of ruined his night. But you know, it is what it is. Yeah, earned so it. Uh, <laughs> he earned it. So we, we're racing. So maybe he doesn't have a Dale story. But that was a pretty good junior story right there. I, I do have a Dale. It's coming. It's coming. Okay. So, so we uh, so we're out there, and uh, now all of a sudden, with about five laps to go, ten laps to go. Buckshot decides on a restart. Buckshot He's going to make it 20 wide, I guess. Uh, and there's this <laughs> of us. Mm -hmm. right? And I remember seeing Elton Sawyer's car go over mine, through the air, spinning around, cars all over the place. And I'm, dri I'm driving with you like the seas all parted. And Dale Jarrett's in front. I'm running second. There's five laps to go. And so they... They dropped the green flag, and Dale's car was pretty good in the first lap, but then the second lap he was getting tighter and tighter. Well, I drove in underneath him, getting into three, body slammed him, up the racetrack he goes, I win the race. Well, the next day, I'm running for Roush, and uh, Senior's there, he's got his feet kicked back, he's yeah, sawing on the grass, so I walk over and I put my arm around him, and I said, hey, about last night. He looks at me, back between you and the kid. <laughs> I said, okay, you know, no worries, you know. All right, all right, that's, 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 that's all I want to know, buddy. So I'm running along. I got a really good car. I'm running, you know, running top ten. All of a sudden, Wait, this boom! Is, this is the cup race. Yeah, yeah. The next day, boom! Up the racetrack I go. There goes the three car. I'm going. This is between me and the kid, huh? You know? So it took me probably 250 laps to catch him. At Bristol, yeah. At Bristol. Because yeah. this was the old track. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? When you could actually... Well, here I I go in the in the one, and he drifts up a little bit, and I got two tires down the apron. Boom, boom. Hit him sideways up the racetrack he goes. I go on, I finish 10th. From that day on, both those guys raced me, would never, ever put a... Just take a, one? Never put a fender on me. Never put you again. And the respect I got from both Dale, both Dales. Uh, I mean, we became really good friends after that race. And, yeah. and uh, when I was doing my uh, charity golf tournaments in Vermont for the Vermont Cancer Society, I'd call them up help, you know, and they'd give me whatever I needed. Perfect. You know, so nice. Two good Dale stories. And Very good people. You know, we've got a lot yeah. of fun with them. And, and uh, you know, when uh, the unfortunate day at, at Daytona, yeah. um, that 
that hit home, you yeah. know, yeah. Everybody, a lot of people. Everybody, a lot of people. Yeah. But, We're coming up on 20 years. Yeah. 20 years. I believe. can't believe it. Uh, we got a question from Tom Beatty. He's our number one fan in New Jersey. Jersey. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, out of the three cup, um, three series cup Bush truck, which did you feel the most comfortable and competitive in? You know, uh, to be honest with you, um, I did more in the Xfinity and uh, or Bush series than the Cup series. Uh, but you know, the Cup cars, like I said, I, I wish I had several races. I mean, I had you know when they said they had a monkey on your back for drivers and they had a lot of issues. I mean, I had a girl on my back. We're at Pocono in the, in the 16 car. There's two cars on the lead lap. We're at the last fuel window. Uh, my teammate was on the same lap with us. We're the only two cars on the lead lap. Teammate? Chad Lowe at the time. And he was, I was getting ready to put him down the lap. I was going to be the only car on the lead lap. Once everybody made the pit stop, that there wasn't a caution, I was going to win the race because I could make it to the end. I'm, they're, they're telling me, pit this time. I get to the tunnel turn. I get out of the tunnel turn. Next thing you know, the car jumps sideways and hit the wall. And I'm like, what the heck happened, you know? So we come down in. The car is totaled, you know. The crew's mad. You know, Jack Rouse is mad. So I go home, and I said, there's something. I ran over something. And they're like, no, no, no. Well, that day, we had built this pan by the battery box for Arrow. And my sister, older sister, used to take all, tape all the races. And I go back, and I look at the race, and a huge ball of rubber that was built up on that left, okay. right in front of the left rear tire fell down, and the car jumped up, and unloaded it and put me in the wall. Okay. Just stupid things like that happened. So the, the piece didn't come off, but right. the, the rubber, the rubber, rubber did. Up, but it, was rubber car, it was about the size yeah, of a softball. The rubber built up on it because right. it's so close to the yeah. tire. Yeah. 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 And it, it fell just, down, and it just raised that and, car. And it just unloaded. Unloaded. Yeah. And I was like, hitting a rock. Like it, hitting a rock. It was right out, just coming out of the corner, you know. And so, my, to be honest with you, both both series, you know, I felt comfortable in them. I just didn't have as much success in the cup side as it did in the Xfinity side. Okay. You know, as an arrow guy, and I'm, I'm always about risk to reward yep so was that piece if that wouldn't have been on there right we'd have won a race you you would have won the because race. It never, we never had another and contest. it was probably worth five or you know who knows probably a handful of downforce right. or whatever yeah. you yeah. didn't even need no yeah. you, you yeah. know but the what happened to you hurt you yeah so risk and reward yeah. for for arrow yeah uh, another question we have what is the most beneficial lesson you learned from your nascar career beneficial lesson uh, just to be good to all the fans you know uh, honestly my model was I didn't want to go to a racetrack if I wasn't a fan in the grandstand I hated racing on Mondays when we had rain delays because oh, yeah. there was hardly any fans there right. you know because the fans no matter if I was in New Hampshire if I was in California if I was in Texas um, there was always a fan that would come up to me and say, hey, I remember watching you at this yeah. racetrack. Can I get your autograph? Yeah. And the fans were the most important thing for me, and I gave back to the fans more than a lot of people do. So a question. Awesome. Something I've been thinking about, writing about. What, because you came up with the short tracks, you did, I did. There seems to be like a big disconnect between NASCAR and the short track grassroots. And now back in the day, like Bobby Allison would run short tracks, other guys run short track. In your mind, this, I'm just asking you while we're sitting here, what, what do you think could be done to kind of get that reconnect? Because, I, I mean, back in the day, guys would run these short tracks, Earnhardt, um, all these guys, and, you know, Bickle's on, he said they'd come to Slinger, and it was like the hugest night ever, because fans would walk out with a memory, a picture, uh, maybe a shake of a hand, an autograph, 
and they would be like, that's my guy. And then, so what, what needs to be done? Because the buses showed up and after a race now, it's like everybody leave back in the day, they all hang out afterwards. Well, you know, I, I think, I think what happens if, if the, if the drivers, myself, mm -hmm. would go up to a Lee Speedway or a, a Thunder Road or a, a Slinger or whatever and jump into a late model car yep. that somebody up there built. Like they used to. Like, like we used, used to. to. Right. Instead, they say, like, hey, Kyle Busch, will you come to Slinger? Yep, I'll be right there. And he brings his car that was built at KBM right. that's been on a pull-down rig for three months. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. when they used to Some go to rocket ship. Yeah, yeah, it's like when they used to go to Oxford two fifty. Right. They would bring their cars, they would build a specific car. Right. And uh I forget who the crew chief was for Harwick. He was talking to me, uh, we were going to one race one day and about the racetrack. He said, Well, we've been seeing all this video. What do you think about what do you compare it to? He said, We're building a car just for that race. A late model. You know, a little two-barrel carburetor, right, right. you know, crate motor car, but they're building they it. They have an that, agenda. Yeah, yeah. To win that race. Right. You know, where before, when I used to go up there into these races, well, after I came down here, it was for me to go back and get back to the fans. Right. Exactly. Because they that's, wanted to see me, right. you know, they want to see me come home, you know, and race. And then I was racing on level field because I was racing with somebody else's car, your car, his car. Right. You know, I wasn't bringing my own okay. horse up there. So so I'll go back to ASA when I when I started as a kid. Uh, I'm 19. I'm working for Jerry Gunderman, G&G &G Trucking, ASA Shout car. Jerry. And, and uh, you know, Bobby would come and drive our car. Davey would come and drive our car. Um, Allison. Uh, yeah. Uh, Waltrip might need a car to run Slinger, and we'd put something together for yeah. him. And it was it was not his car. Right. It was our stuff that local. was good at Slinger. Sure. But it was for them to come and and race it, and we just put a seat in it and got them comfortable. They'd make some laps, and boom, and yeah. it, it's go, like you know, it's like uh, we were at Cayuga one year, and and Senior um, was racing that weekend. Him and Buddy Baker were in, or they were, they both was there. But Buddy came up a day early. Dale, Dale ended up doing uh, something. He was racing. That number eight car, Nova, never left the grand, never left the jack stands. Dale got in the car that morning, mm -hmm. started dead last, right. and lapped the field. <laughs> lapped the field. Not just one car or ten right, cars. Right, he right, lapped the field right. and won the race. Now, how much you, superior do you think that car was to what yeah, we ran that yeah. day? Sure. Okay. And so, you know, it, it's like it's like when I race, you know, from Cup Series when I was running for David Ridling or, or the Channel Lock car. Um, you know, we ran cars like Dale Jarrett ran uh, a car out of Hickory. Right. You know, we didn't run against Cup teams. Right. And today, if you look at the Xfinity program today, you go out there and you're going to run against Penske, Gibbs, yeah. Childress, right. Roush. Yep. No, Ralph's not there, but Stuart Haas. You're going to run against yeah. cup teams. Established teams. Uh, you know, where before, when I was coming up, we would run against a guy who could go out and buy, uh, I like my my car, Ralph built me two chassis, and I built them. I went to Hutchinson Pagan and bought the same parts yeah. that, uh, you know, Mark Martin had on his cars. Sure. And, you know, I ran Cosworth Motors, he ran Roush Motors, and unfortunately, if it wasn't for me out running them cars, right. Cosworth would still be in the business. Yeah. Mm. But... Cosworth got a phone call from um, from Ford saying you need to stop building these guys' motors because Jack Roush was the engine builder right, for exactly. Ford, yep. and Cosworth came in, you know, and yeah. they, they hadn't quite done the eight steel yet. Right. And uh, I think it was when I was a lap down at Vegas. We had a throttle stick row in the race, 
and uh, Jeff Burton was leading the race, and I got I was on the inside before I got into turn one. I was four car lengths ahead of him. By the time I got down the back stretch, I was eight car lengths ahead of him. In a Cosworth motor. Cosworth motor. Yeah. Same cars because we both right, had exactly. garage cars, you know, chassis. But I built my own bodies and stuff. And Jeff Burton come over to the radio and he said, "Jack, he said, that's a real motor right there." <laughs> and uh, that was the uh, that was probably the end of uh, wow. the, the Cosworth a, deal. Okay, but, that's a shame. Uh, you know. Uh, Wow! <laughs> Did you mention? I just. I bet his hat went flipping all uh, around. Yeah. His head well, you know, and it's like this, you know, and team owners hate when their motors get bad. Oh, sure, yeah, because they yep. put so much in. You know, and and because I've been doing arrow my whole career, right. it's always arrow. It's always them bodies ain't good enough. You oh. know why? Because you can't see it. You right. can't dyno it. You can't. No. It's you know, it's out there. and it's always well, not the motor. Right. It's not the water heater. Well, speaking you know, about that, you know, um, when I was in between rides, you know, um, Doug Yates called me up one day and he says, uh, and I was running, a, I was running a limited schedule for the peak car, and, and uh, which was Ford's, and Doug was doing our motors, and he says, uh, can you come meet with me? I said, yeah, sure. So I go up to the shop. He goes, uh, I want to build you, I want you to run one of my cars at Atlanta. I'm like, really? I said, which one, Dale's or, or, or Elliot's? He goes, no, I'm putting a third car out there. Okay. I was like, what do you mean? He says, well, both of my drivers think my cars are terrible. I want you to go, I want the you to arrow, run one. The arrow. The whole thing. The whole, the whole package. 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 Like, okay. All right, okay. Yeah. He says, here's what you're going to do. He says, bring me a seat. He says, we're going to put the seat in the car, get you all set up. You're going to have your hauler come in. They're going to load it up into the hauler, and you're going to follow our hauler down to the race shop, the racetrack. Right. And all you're going to do is drive. I said, all right, no problem. So we go down here. I qualified, I think, 10th. Right. Elliot was 29th. DJ was provisional. We dropped a rag, and I had them almost both down a lap before half the first tire stop, and I blew a right front tire coming down straight away. So I coasted around, and... and um, Got but got down a lot, but I never got it back. Okay. But um, it wasn't the motor. It wasn't the body. It was a camber. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it was just, it, it was just a, an issue, you know. But what was even what was even funnier? We're getting ready to qualify, and on the wind on the on the steering wheel, uh, on Elliot's steering wheel, they Mark said Sadler, right? Elliot Sadler, and they said, uh, "Don't let your team, don't let your team third team car out qualify you." <laughs> <laughs> you know, and they did the same thing for DJ, you know, and I was a 13 car, but... Uh, and you have qualified. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. And, and the thing is, is, you know, people sit there and say, well, cup teams, you know, they're no different. Well, I'll tell you right now, folks, <laughs> that was like driving a Cadillac versus a Volkswagen. And I was always driving a Volkswagen with these, you know, back marker teams. Right. That was a Cadillac, and, and uh, I mean, that car was just amazing, so... Now, you brought up your wife Donna a few times. Now, huh? there's one thing, she was your spotter. She was. How, yeah. long, how, long, how long did she do that? 365 days a year, she'd tell me what to do. <laughs> and then on the weekend, she got paid for it. Yeah, <laughs> they still do now. Uh, yeah. uh, so, you know, she um, she became a spotter years ago. Uh, we started at home. Um, we bought a set of radios, and my dad was, uh, we gave my dad the radio because he was the uh, owner. And uh, this is before I took over the deal. And uh, my dad would watch the race instead of watch me. And so uh, there was accidents happening. He didn't know where right. I was, you know. Mm -hmm. So uh, we t she took it over, and um, she became a spotter uh, all the way up till we got into the Cup Series. Okay. Uh, at least at Roush, um, she would spot and practice for Roush. But then in the race day, we got our own spotter. Right. 
Um, and, uh, you know, she did a great job. And uh, we actually uh, hired her out to some different teams. And, and some of the crew chiefs would come over and say to, say to Donna, say, hey, you know, he's got a foul mouth. And she said, he'll only say that word one time and I'll shut the radio off. And then they would go, they would tell him that, and she would shut the radio off. And uh, they, the spotter would come, or the crew chief would come over and say, man, that was the best we've ever had. You know, he never said a word, you know. He told us what was going on. Never heard him say please before, you know. <laughs> So how how are you like a lot of drivers? How are you on the radio to your crew, to your crew chief, and like you talk about some bad pit stops and stuff? Because we, you know, the, it's legendary what you hear now because they record the thing. So you're having worked on cars and come up to the ranks. You know what that's all about. So how are you towards them if something? Didn't First of all, let's say this: he doesn't have the luxury of having what they have now. Right. The, most of the crew guys go from cup down to Xfinity, mm -hmm. uh, like Austin Cindric has, has cup guys. Right. He, he's got some guys that he I, showed I, up. I might have pitted for you one time. <laughs> I can't remember, right. but he's got a bunch of guys right. that uh, they, mm -hmm. that they put together with with mm -hmm. a wing and a prayer yeah. that maybe they got some guys from Penske. Right. Uh, we got a tire change from sure. Penske. We got a guy from Gibbs. We got a guy from Roush. Right. And they're all going to come here and, and pit my Pitch car. Well, when, so, when I was when I was with my own deal, we had our own crew. Okay. Okay. And uh, they all worked at the shop. They all worked. Well, a lot of them were volunteer. They would come weekends. Okay. You know. And then uh, when I, we went to Ridlands, we had the same thing. We had our own crew. Uh, it, it was only when I got to um, the uh, the Cup side, mm -hmm. uh, where uh, when I went to the smaller teams, we would bring in these their secondary crew guys. Yeah. Uh, but the one, one thing I learned as an owner and a driver, uh, and it goes way back to a, a race up in Canada. Um, I went out on a racetrack. This was our, our biggest racetrack. It was a seven-eighths mile uh, racetrack up there. Five-eighths mile, excuse me. Triable. And I went out and I was running, and all of a sudden, the wheel steering was ready to fall off in my hands. And I came in. I knew exactly what happened because yeah. I had just done a camper change while they never tightened up the bolts. Ah. And I come in, and I sit on a door, play, door post, and I... I mean, I was cussing these guys out, and all of a sudden, I could see everybody in the garage here look over their cars, and they were looking over at me. Right then and there, I realized that there was no I in team. <clears throat> you know, we all make mistakes. So when we had a bad mistake, you know, to be honest with you, I would leave pit road. Like when I was down in Homestead, mm -hmm. I would leave pit road, and I wouldn't say nothing for a lap. Which is the worst thing you can do. No, it was good for me because they right. calmed me right. down, but, but they, you know, they knew. Right. They, they knew right off that, you know, we made a mistake. <clears throat> And um, so, you know, I never um, I never treated my guys bad. Yeah. I mean, because, like I said, we, we came as a team and we left as a team. That's good. I was just, I was just curious, if, especially with, you know, Donna spotting. Well, had to be. you know, the thing is, when Donna spotting, and a lot of people didn't understand this, um, we took our wedding bands off. She had a job. I was a driver. Okay. And she was a spotter. Got it. That, that's how we had to look at it. Because right. if she treated me as a husband, I treated her as a wife. Right. Work out. No, so she would cuss me out up on the roof, and I would cuss her out because she missed a, a yeah. wreck or whatever, you yeah. know. And you drove me right into yeah. it. And no, no, most of the time I was. Oh know. yeah, we're having chili tonight. <laughs> Don't forget Mom's house Sunday. So uh, no, it was it was good times. It was good times. You don't get that element a lot. This is the first interview we had where I was going to like, you know, um, there, uh, spotter driver. Never again. <laughs> so. All right, so that's good. But she's also going to protect you. Never. Really? Nope. She treated me as a driver. I mean, okay. Never. I, I meant, no, I meant protect you like out on the track. I just meant like she's going to. She didn't do anything more than she All would right. do if you were a driver. All right. 
You know, she yeah. that was her job. I okay. mean, and, and uh, she always she always uh, would rather see me getting an accent from the roof than sitting on top of the pit. Oh, box. sure. Because then she could sit there and, and, and right. decide how bad to wreck. Once she got her radio on, she could talk yeah. to you. Yeah, yeah. and sure. well, she never would. She would let the, let the uh, you know crew chief the say something first. Yeah. But you know, I always told uh, people they asked how the relationship was, you know, this, and how it was being a, a driver. And I said, look, it's, it's my office or my coffin. You know, I can right. go to work and die at my office. Sure. You know, and uh, and that's how I looked at it. Okay, question from Las Vegas. Okay. His name's Jim Packman, related brother. Uh, besides race cars. What other type of vehicle would you like to race competitively? Uh, you know, um, I wouldn't mind doing some road racing. Okay. You know, uh, you know, I thought about going late model racing, and, and I did that a little bit. Um, and you know, it was because you were a cup driver, they would just beat and bang you. You know, I'd rather go road racing where you could just go out. Like and SCCA stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I did a twenty-four hours of Daytona one year, and nice. uh, yeah, okay. yeah. Well, I was just getting ready to do the. Well, one of the stints and the motor blew up, but uh, we had a really fast. I had a, out of the four drivers, uh, and even Scott Legacy Senior was one of our drivers. Right, I, I was number two. Okay. And never been to Daytona before. Oh. You know, on the road course, and we had a really, really. I had a good teacher, uh, uh, um, Riggins. Um, what the hell's his first name? I can't remember his first name, but uh, he was uh, he was a, a, a racer and and a mm -hmm. coach. Uh, and then uh, it was me, and then uh, right. and then the owner of the car, and uh, I was number two driver. Yeah. So uh, I, I would like to do that. So um, Wally McCarty, you know Wally? Uh, for years. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. He says, uh, "I absolutely love how racers, you, Waltrip, Bobby Elson, Trickle, Perdome, and I have such vivid memories of the races and experience they've endured lap by lap, race by race. What you are sharing, you are sharing tonight, is in his opinion." Makes motorsports so special and unique. So yeah, that's good and it's good. All right, so I was way off everybody when I said, "Here's what Kevin's doing now." <laughs> He's not into real estate, but does have to do something with land. In addition to you, also you own a I own a uh, lawn care business, which uh, is called, called Ma Matrix Lawn and Landscape. Matrix, that's it. Okay, we're on Brawley School Road. Happens to be right, right next door. door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right next to the patio place. You want to come over? We'll talk about mowing grass. So your chairs look good on your lawn, you know? There you go. So get, your, get, get your furniture and then go over and see Kevin. Hey, look, can you mow around this? No, you need to get your lawn your lawn taken care of first. Oh, then you go over furniture. Right, shop, get your you lawn know? taken care of, get your patio, get the weeds yeah. sprayed on your patio. And get your furniture in there. Yeah. I, uh, I actually, uh, there's a story how I bought this. Um, I was in uh, uh, Watkins Glen, walking through the garage area, and, and Bill Elliott was there. And he says, hey, Kevin, you got a minute? I said, sure. So uh, we walked behind some tires. And he says, uh, what are you going to do after this? I said, I'm going to get on the airplane and go back to North Carolina. He goes, no, 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 after racing. And I'm like, I don't know why. He goes, don't do what our era did, which they didn't look past right. tomorrow. Right. And there's a lot of drivers in that era that, you know, uh, struggled, you know. And so I went out and bought a, bought a small business. Yeah. Um, when I bought it, it had 25 customers. I grew up to 160. Okay. Uh, now I carry it about 100. Um, just... I've gone more commercial and residential, mm -hmm. so uh, I had to come back, cut off some of the other ones. But uh, you know, I've been doing it for uh, since 2006, I think it is. Okay. Uh, just a, it's a good hobby. I like to be outside. You know, mm -hmm. I, I work, I work in the shop, take care of all the maintenance on the equipment. I do all the bidding on the jobs, and then when we have big landscape jobs, 
um, I'd go out and uh, and help with the guys. Pretty good. So, nice. Very nice. In your spare time, if you have life any, after NASCAR, life we after talked about that earlier tonight. Right. So golf, you're talking about you, you're big time into golf now. Big time, and I've always been a golfer. I grew up on a golf course when I was right. in Vermont, but. Uh, uh, this will be my fourth year into the uh, Golf Week Amateur sure, uh, Tour. Um, just love the game. Uh, play about 20 some odd tournaments a year. Uh, anywhere from, we got on a Hilton Head at the end of the year for uh, uh, the Nationals, which they bring all the uh, players from all around the United States right. along the Golf Week. Uh, last year, just the sea flight alone, we had 105 people covered 17 states. Nice. Wow, uh, so it's a good group of guys. And um, Favorite course, Mooresville area. Within within twenty miles or, or uh, the peninsula, peninsula. Okay, yeah, yeah we we'll play right. the peninsula. Nice. Good. Uh, you know, so uh, you know, uh, first year I finished fourteenth in the sea flight. Uh, Two thousand nineteen, I won the sea flight championship right. two tournaments. Uh, uh, Eighteen, I won the sea flight championship. Nice. Um, or, or twenty, I mean, and then uh, this year I'm moving up to B flight. So, not sure where I'm going to stack up. Uh, right now, um, I've been changing my golf swing a little bit. You know, I'm, I'm like a race car right, you know, crew chief. Got to work on things. You're tuning on. You're tuning on. I'm tuning on. So changing shocks a little bit. Yeah. So bump stops ain't good, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, we're gonna wrap up real quick. What's the one thing you miss the most? Uh, being in racing anymore. Probably, uh, probably the guys. You know, uh, camaraderie. Yeah. Right? You know, yeah. Uh, you got to remember when when I came down here, uh, we would leave. Back in the day, we'd leave on a Wednesday or, or yeah. a Thursday yeah. and come back Sunday night. Yeah. Uh, we'd be in Daytona for two weeks, you know, and uh, play a lot of golf with guys. And, yeah. and you know, to see that, you know, family uh, family atmosphere, you know, our friends all the time. Um, you know, that's probably what I miss the most. Um, I hate to say it, you know, um, I think that's missing in the sport. Yes. Yeah. You know, I really, it, really, it, really it, do. It's... Well, for not since last year, it's well, been gone. So right I mean, now, everything's, everything's been. Yeah, you know, and, and I'll tell you know, my hat's off to NASCAR. I mean, they did a, a tremendous job. We uh, agree. Un, under under the circumstances, to keep it going, yeah, to they, keep they, it going, they, and, they, and, they, and keep these guys um, safe, you know, yep. safe, and, and, and they got uh, through. They got through it, yeah. you know, and, and uh, it gave them a platform for you know for twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two with a lot of single days. Right. You know, I don't know what the difference is between the. Brad Keselowski's on the Kevin LePage, except 20 years of difference. But, you know, we used to be gone for you know, a lot of days, yes, you know, right. the, you know a year. You know, mm -hmm. we'd start in January testing, and we'd go all the way up to week before Thanksgiving. Right. Well, so what I can tell you about that is, is Brad's a super nice guy. Um, he's bought me dinner, and he's he's a great guy. Talk to his um, And, you know, now that you sat here with me, I think you're a great guy. You don't have to buy me dinner or anything, but... <laughs> I would definitely love to golf with you at some point in time. <laughs> um, Brad owns a jet, and you don't, and yeah. that, that's about it. Otherwise, yeah. well, got, otherwise, same, you're, uh, you're pretty close. Yeah, well, sure. what I'm saying is, you know, Brad is a big, a big uh, person, uh, vocal as far as being the racetrack for some. For oh, long. you know, and um, you know, I, I think you miss that fan base. You know, I miss you miss all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. hanging out. Uh, but you know, at the end of the day, I mean, in 30 years of being down here and racing and all that kind of stuff, I've seen a whole lot of changes. And oh, yeah. Yeah. for the next 20 years, there's going to be a lot gonna more changes. going to be a lot more. You know, so, I mean, I understand. <laughs> in the next three years, there's going to be a lot more. <laughs> this, this, <laughs> no. 
life changes, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this has been yeah. great, guys. I'm glad you invited me up. Thank you. Uh, thank you. It was had great. a great time. It was good. You were on our list, but you caught it great. So, um, yeah. Yeah. thanks for being on. I'll just open the last one. I might as well. was not a problem for you. There you go. Pleasure, guys. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Good night, everybody. We'll see you next week. And don't forget, YouTube, subscribe. That's all we ask. Just click it. We need to build that up. Right. Thanks. Uh, should we say our good night, Dick? Good night, Dick. There we go. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. Appreciate you guys. See you next week. Wow. Hey, another great show. Great Thank show. You so much, everybody, yep. for tuning Enjoyed in. It. We appreciate it. We do this every Tuesday night. And Warren, I think the guests we've had have been fantastic. Phenomenal. And the people that are following us, we appreciate it. We're reaching 42,000 people a month. Can you believe that? And uh, we appreciate you watching. Right. And, uh, We're having fun. I hope everybody else enjoys it. That's it. And it's just a fun show. Bucket of beer. Guys sitting around talking about it. So keep tuning in. We appreciate it. Check out our store and everything. But, um, we appreciate you people. And uh, we will see you next week. Right, my friend? Yes, sir. All right. See you next week.